Welcome back to Real Estate Happenings, your go-to podcast for all things real estate. This week, we're discussing flipping homes to build lasting wealth. Are you ready? Hi, everyone. I'm back with another podcast all about Houston entrepreneurship. And this week, we'll speak to Derek. And Derek is known as the amazing... What do you go by, Derek? Uh, Usually Derek. I mean, online, people know me as flipping a house. I kind of got lucky with that name, so... So is it like flipping house Derek or how Derek flips a house? I like to just go. I think it's weird to do third person and call myself (laughs) Mr. Flipping a house. But I mean, that's how people know me online is typically flipping a house. But Derek. Derek's fine. Yeah, that's That's amazing. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Yeah, uh, so I'm not from Houston originally, uh, even though I claim that I am. Uh, I've been coming to Houston since I was a kid, and uh, my dad lived here. And then when I was uh, around 17 or 18, uh, my dad worked for this very wealthy individual. And uh, just being around them, I just realized I needed to get out of my small town. There just wasn't a lot of opportunity uh, for me. Um, just not things that I wanted to do career-wise. I just always knew I wanted to make a lot of money. I just didn't know how I was going to do that, especially in my small town. So I had this idea I would move here. So uh, at like 19, I saved uh, from that trip when I was 17. I saved up like $1,500 and packed up my car and moved here to essentially become a petroleum engineer, go to U of H just so that I could eventually get into real estate. And then along that way of hating college and going down that route, I found wholesaling. And then that's just kind of evolved into everything that we have going today. That's super cool. Thank you for sharing that. So wholesaling, how do you fall into wholesaling? Was it someone you met or you just started looking into it? Yeah, uh, so I got caught with a an ad. Uh, one of my friends, I was doing network marketing at the time, so I was just looking for ways to make money. And one of my buddies was like, hey, they're doing this seminar and they're teaching stocks and real estate. You know, we should go check it out. And then, you know, that turns into a lead funnel, basically. So you got um, tricked into going. Yeah, I got sucked into going. Uh, and then it was, you go, they, you know, give you something free. And then... Um, it's never free. It's never free. Uh, and then, you know, they're upselling you for the weekend class, which was, I think, $500 at the time. I didn't even have enough money to do that, but my buddy paid for me. Um, ended up going to the weekend seminar, which was just a sales pitch for a $50,000 mentorship, uh, which wow. I tried doing, but luckily got turned down. <laughs> Biggest blessing ever. And uh, But along that weekend, I found wholesaling, and it was just something that resonated with where I was because you don't need a lot of money. You can get these leads coming in and then you could potentially get someone's house under contract and then, you know, flip that contract for money, essentially having no money or, you know, five, ten, a hundred dollars out of pocket. That was just like it it just clicked for me that weekend. So that's when I came home. I was just obsessed and I was like, this is what I'm gonna do. I think I'm I was finishing my associate's degree. I was about to go to U of H and I was like, I think I'm just gonna try this for two years. And that was six years ago. So I just kind of didn't look back. So you've been flipping properties as of six years ago. Yeah, 2016. I went to that seminar in 2015. Mm -hmm. I had, uh, you know, what do they call paralysis analysis for seven or eight months. And then uh, January 2016, I was like, I'm going to take this serious. I'm going to start marketing. And I'm just going to see it through. From there, it took me about six months. And then I got my first deal. Tell us about that first deal. Because I feel like that first deal is always the hardest. And then I'm going to ask you, did you make money on that first deal? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It definitely is the hardest. I think it's just when you start something 
new, which I'm sure you can attest to this uh, with everything that you've built is the belief in getting around the right people. And you see people that are doing it and you hear about it, but it doesn't become real uh, until you go down that path. And I started getting leads in and I was going on a lot of appointments, but I wasn't able to close anything. And I, I was at my breaking point. I was literally, I call it my five feet from gold moment. I was, uh, I was about to give up. I literally had a mental breakdown in my kitchen. I'm like crying like a baby. Oh, no. And uh, my girl was just like, hey, we've put six months into this. Like, let's just give it another month. We know it's possible. And literally that next week uh, on my 24th birthday, uh, I got my first deal. And my mentor, I had met a guy along the way who was helping me. I just brought it to him as, you know, I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, he locked it up, sold it, and we made $8,000 that we split. Um, so they, yeah, that was like the best $4,000 because I was waiting tables at city center, wow. you know, maybe making that a month. <laughs> so it's like, I did that, you know, in a week. I mean, it really took six months, but my point being, it was, it was the best money that I could have made at that time. And it, and it made it real. That's the most important thing. It, it came to fruition at that point. For sure. And it's always nice to hear that you make money on the first deal. Mm -hmm. With our first deal, I was telling you, you know, when you first sat down, we, it was like, uh, we have to make money because we paid for our wedding with that flip. Mm -hmm. So it was a house and a lot and we bought it and we remodeled the house and sold it and then built a new construction home next door and then sold that. So nice. we basically spent $50,000 on a wedding. I had a beautiful wedding and then guess what? The next day I was poor. I was like, we're broke again. We have no money. We had a beautiful wedding and it's all gone. But it's just so interesting on that first deal, like the feeling. Yeah, I think it, for me, it was it was literally life changing because it was like, I always knew I wanted to do real estate. And then that moment was like, this is how I'm going to do it. I never thought that it would turn into what it is now. I just really wanted to quit college and try something new and, and be an entrepreneur. And, you know, like we joked about before is anytime you don't lose money in real estate, it's a good day. So, I mean, oh, yeah. I literally told my mentor he could take the whole check. I really didn't care about the money. It was just more of like that I could do this and learn and, you know, have faith in myself and, you know, do this on my own. And that's so important that you're willing to invest in yourself, though. Like, I've had different people come to me and say, I don't want to take that course or I don't want to do this because I don't want to spend the money. And I always tell everyone the same thing. Who else are you going to invest in but yourself? Mm -hmm. So important to educate yourself, right? Yeah. No, I think um, it's very important. And for me, you know, I moved here. My whole reason of moving was to better my life. And I never wanted to just be average. So it was like, if I'm going to do this, like, let's do it. Let's pour it all in. And, you know, since then, I've met a lot of people. And you start realizing, like, you're not that crazy that you want more out of life. And I feel like a lot of people that I've met here sometimes take it for advantage, like being in a big city, um, because being around that wealthy individual and meeting people since then, it's like there's billionaires in Houston. And I think people take that for granted, um, probably within a mile range from here. Right. And there's not a billionaire in my small town, you know, like if you make six figures, you're pretty much rich there, which is cool. But I always wanted more. For sure. So tell us a little bit about the challenges along the way. How big is your team now? Um, so we're actually relatively small. It's really just me and my business partner and probably like five or six VAs. Okay. Um, so we like to keep it lean. Um, 
Like we don't have an office. We work from home. Like we're just really big on trying to keep as much money as possible. But challenges along the way. I mean, I, I think still mindset, belief, uh, you know, imposter syndrome. I still struggle with this now. Um, Tell us about what that means for those that are watching and don't know what the imposter syndrome is. Yeah, I, I think just in the name, it says that like you just don't feel I wouldn't say necessarily worthy. You just kind of feel out of place. Like sometimes when I'm in these rooms with people that are, you know, doing hundred million dollar deals and things like this these days, I'm blessed to be in the room because I'm the smallest guy, but it's still, you know, you compare yourself and, you know, I love social media, but that is one bad thing with it is we're constantly comparing ourselves because we see everybody's highlight reel. And that's one thing that I try to do different with my content is show people that it's not always unicorns and rainbows because you know, as you know, real estate is just as many highs as there's just as many lows, probably more lows. We just don't show that right? Um, just because it would discourage a lot of people. But I think mindset is always one uh, getting around the right people, because anytime you try something new, you know, even to this day, a lot of people aren't going to understand what you're what you're doing unless you get around people that are trying to achieve something bigger. And then I think just uh, money management as you start to make more money where to allocate that money, how to reinvest, how to set yourself up, because me, I'm a very lazy person. So everything that I do in real estate is to own and uh, have ownership, whether that's in businesses or rental properties or Airbnbs or new builds or eventually commercial, which is where we're heading. I think those are the main challenges, just setting up a better environment for yourself to succeed and grow. Right. So what are you doing mostly right now? Are you still flipping, wholesaling? Yeah. Um, a little bit of everything. Yeah, too much. Um, we're we're starting to, to scale back on the flipping just as the market is changing. But majority is, is flipping. We do a couple wholesale deals a month. We've been buying a lot of uh, properties in Fifth Ward to Airbnb. Uh, we buy personal uh, for our personal portfolio rentals as well. Nice. And uh, we are working on our first new build project as well in Fifth Ward. And then now we're just starting to really hone in on looking at commercial deals and just doing the same thing that we're doing in single family, but do it in commercial. And, you know, like I said, I'm lazy. So if I could do four big deals a year, I would be good versus trying to do a hundred deals a year. Um, and it just, it, it all takes the same amount of effort. So it's kind of a mix, but it kind of naturally evolved uh, that way from wholesaling. Then I bought a rental and then somebody was like, you know, you guys are getting these really good deals. Why don't you flip some? And then that just kind of took off on its own. Um, so, yeah. Cool. And I have to disagree with you. You say you're lazy, but I don't think so. I've seen some <laughs> of the stuff you're doing on social media and I'm like, oh my God, yeah. <laughs> it takes some courage to walk into those houses. Yeah. Seriously. They're scary. I mean, yeah. I've walked in in heels. I've walked in and I'm just like, what am I doing here? Yeah. And you touched a little bit on social media. Tell us a little bit about your social media journey and when did that begin? Yeah. Um, so it began really at the end of 2018, I think it was. I went to a meetup uh, with this guy, Max Maxwell. He's like a huge real estate influencer. And I just saw like he came to the city and there was like hundreds of people and all the questions that people asked, they were just beginner questions, but I just saw the impact of having a brand and 
you know, I had been following Gary V and stuff, but I didn't really grasp it until I saw it in person. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so same thing that was like end of the year, I think it was in October and November. And I just really started diving deep and was like, you know, what do I want to do? What do I want my content to be about? And then just going all in. So in January, I started playing with names uh, for an, a catchy Instagram tag. Went through a couple, finally landed on flipping a house. And then I just really started sharing my journey, which is what I do now. Mm-hmm. Um, what it's evolved into is it's gotten me into a lot of rooms recently. You know, as anything else, it takes time for people to build, for people to see that you're going to last. I always say a lifetime is two years in real estate because most people don't make it. Right. So, I mean, people, I don't know what it was just over the last year with the flipping and you know, going viral on a couple of videos, people just really started to pay attention. And so now what it's done is, A, it's elevated my brand. It brings us all so many deals. Like we do a lot of marketing, but half the deals that I get come through social media because they see me, whether that's on Instagram, TikTok or whatever. And then I, I actually enjoy making content. Like other than real estate, it's one of the few things. Like I love having conversations like this. I love making videos. And I have these weird, awesome interactions from random strangers all the time that when they see me or uh, I had a guy randomly come up to me at the gym that he's not even an investor. He was just like, hey, because of your content, I was able to buy a foreclosure and have a house with a bunch of equity for me and my wife. And like to me, that's just really awesome because I've never met this guy. It was a three minute conversation. But those little moments, um, it's just really awesome. You can just impact a lot of people but I mean there's obviously bad to it as well I was about to ask you about the bad so which was your first video where you can say oh my god that's the video that really caught some attention it really depends on the platform for TikTok there was a video um, where I went to a conference and, and I like watching these videos I just ask a bunch of my wholesaling buddies that have these huge companies you know what was you know, what was the most amount of money you've made in a month? Obviously it was their companies, but I knew it would go viral. And that video got like 7 million views. And then I had one recently on Instagram that was the same video I've posted like 10 times, but for some reason it just popped off and it was just, I bought a house sight unseen. You just never know, right? Yeah. Like, okay, that's my next question. And it could be for your company. What's the most amount of money in one month where you can look back and say, wow. Um, he's like, you're not allowed to ask me that. No, I'm happy to talk money. Um, I I would probably say like 150,000, but that's also gross. Right. That's the only thing I hate about the talk about money is people always are like, you make this much money. I'm like, that's gross. Right. Let me show you my expenses. Yeah. Everything else. But you know, we, as we, we've slowed down on the flipping, you know, they've been closer to 60, 70, but you know, for, most majority of the beginning of this year because the market was so good i mean we were doing six figure months every month but real estate is big numbers right it is big numbers but it takes a lot people don't understand you know how much it takes and the things that we go through it's you know a little bit different from being a realtor than investing but they each come with their own different challenges um because i know a lot of people they they hate wholesalers they talk bad about them but i'm like the things that i've done and seen my friends do to help a stranger because they need the money or nobody's going to get paid is 
you know, just like I'm sure you've helped plenty oh of families and then yes. they buy a car before closing or, you yes. know, like I all mean, the, the stories that I have are just so crazy where mm -hmm. people don't understand it, but it's the same thing with me, right? Like people say, or I get this all the time. You sell million dollar homes. That's why that's where, you know, you're able to make your money. And what's interesting that most people don't know this is that Jose, my husband and I, we've made our money from flipping from properties like this building or from houses that we've lived in. So typically what we would do would buy a lot, build a house and then flip it. And then two years again, move. But we were waiting for that equity and then we were moving. That's how we were able to build our wealth. Mm -hmm. So it's just so different. Again, when you talk numbers that I really do wish we could pull out you know, the Excel sheet and be like, this is what the breakdown yeah. is. Or the times, which I mean, nobody's openly showing these things and I wasn't doing social media, but there were plenty of months where, you know, me and my girl were eating ramen or, you know, for the first two years, even when I was wholesaling, she had a pretty decent job and we just lived off of her income and everything was reinvested. Whereas like now she doesn't really have to work. It's kind of flip-flop, but, you know, financial literacy is just like so important and people don't see the sacrifices that we have to make. They see this, right. Or what's going to happen in five years. And it's like, right. you know, that's, that's, but that's why I also show people like, it's not, it's whatever, however hard you think it's going to be, it's going to be 10 times harder. Right. So you had a mentor along the way or at the beginning of your career. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. So have you been a mentor to others? Yeah. I like to think about social media as mentoring other people. Okay. Um, we are about to come out with something because that is something that I'm very passionate about. Um, just coaching and teaching other people because this business did change my life. But the mentor thing is tricky because people always assume they need a mentor to get started. Mm -hmm. And it's like that age old cliche of like the teacher appears when the student is ready. And so for me, even how I met my mentor, my girl was a hairstylist. This guy came in and he was talking real estate and we were just super jazzed up. Like, this is what we're going to do. And we're going to be so rich. And <laughs> he literally was like, don't do real estate. And I get why he said that now. Wow. But, wow. you know, it's uh, my point being is he didn't want to help us. And I just kept bringing deals like, hey, I have no idea what I'm doing. Could you help me? And I think by leading with value uh, that's the part it, it's just like dating right like if you go up to a girl or guy on a bar like they're not just going to talk to you if you went up to them and was like hey be my girlfriend or be my spouse they're going to probably mace you but if you bought a drink and maybe started a conversation and followed up you might turn into a relationship it's the same with you know any other human and people do want to help you succeed but it has to be worth their time or you have to bring them value and i think that's the part that some people miss out on so, you know, even with me, that's why I'm just like, have you watched any of the hundred YouTube videos that I've put out or hundreds and hundreds of TikToks, Instagram, like, you know, a lot of people don't want to put in the work and that's unfortunate because that's the society that we're in, right? With everything being so instant, they think that this is just going to happen overnight and it's not. It's not. Instant gratification does not exist. Mm -mm. I teach about that all the time, even with my real estate journey. Again, it's a little different. But people, again, when I get that from younger agents or that just got into real estate and they say, I'm going to sell million dollar homes like you do, you know, I, I want to grab them and say, listen, this has been years of open houses, years of marketing. It just does not happen overnight. Mm -hmm.
Don't believe million dollar listing. It's yeah. half of them are actors. They're not even real realtors. I was gonna say, or they, you know, you're not gonna be. They're not gonna be in the position to be able to talk to a million dollar client, right? That's right. different than a fifty thousand dollar house, or you know. So I can definitely see. Like I said, it's two years. Most people will not last two years. In that this is business. the magic number. It's two years. We always tell all of our realtors that, like, put that in your mind too. That's yeah, the magic that number. That you may get paid. You may not. <laughs> yeah, you may or you may not, for sure. So if you could give someone, or let's just say, you know, someone that's just getting into real estate, if someone walks up to you in the street and says, oh, my God, Derek, I want to be an investor just like you, what do you think I should do right now? Uh, the first thing I would tell them is the reverse engineer, right? What do you really want? Because I think a lot of times we say these things like, oh, I want to be an investor. And it's like, that means like 80,000 things, right? Like, do you want to, because if you want to be a full-time investor, you, ha you have to do this full-time. If you just want to buy a couple rentals, like you can have a nice job. For me, I just, I was making like 40 grand a year. It wasn't hard to replace that income. Whereas like I have people that are engineers and they're like, I hate my job. I want to quit. But I'm like, use your job as a tool, right? Like set yourself up for success. So it's like, what do you really want? And when I say that, like not what do you want that you see on Instagram and these people flashing money and cars? Like, what do you truly want out of your life? And for me, it's freedom. And that's why I said I do work a lot, but I, my goal is in 10 years, I can be as lazy as I want. Like if we want to go to Hawaii for two months and just hang out, that's what I can do. But that's what I want. And a lot of people, they just, they don't really know what they want out of life because their friends just tell them what they want to hear they go to a job where people just tell them what they want to hear. Right. Like they're just, maybe you just get alone with yourself and just figure out like, what do you really want out of life? And what does What's that mean to animal? you? Yeah. I love that. That's so true. For me, it was spending time with my kids and mm. I didn't even have kids when I got into real estate, but I knew one day that I was eventually going to have kids and I wanted to be able to have that freedom mm -hmm. to be with them. And it's crazy because I work more hours than I can count. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, but we love what we do. Yeah. Anything else you want to add? Because I asked you on my questions. I mean, I, w I have a million. I could ask you. We could do a whole separate episode on me interviewing you, which maybe we can. <laughs> but, uh, uh, you know, more about your story and, and your journey, right? What got you into real estate and why why real estate of all things, right? Because I think it's funny how we all get into sucked real estate. into this, right? So I was in college and my parents couldn't afford to pay for my school. So my parents told me, you need to figure out how you're going to pay for school. And I was like, okay. So then I started dating my husband now and he had just got his license and he was a wreck. He was on the phone trying to convince his seller to sell some drapes because they were moving into a new home. And he was a mess. He was sweating. And he was just like, the lady doesn't want to let go of the drapes. And all I remember is telling him, give me the phone. And I got on the phone and I just started talking to her. She's like, okay, I don't need the drapes. Mm -hmm. And as soon as I hung up, he was like, you need to get your license <laughs> right away. So after that, I got my license. I started paying for school and the rest was history. I mean, I was addicted. I loved it. And I, you know, as I told you, I was selling $50,000 houses, then a hundred, then 200. And then I think my max was like four. And I definitely wanted to get into higher end. I remember driving through River Oaks and just telling he was my husband, boyfriend at the time, one day we're going to live here. And one day I'm going to sell here. And, you know, he's a good man. He would just tell me, okay, honey, <laughs> sure, babe, you know, and 
now we live there and now I sell there. So I definitely believe in manifesting and wanting it so bad that you're going to work for it. But again, I've been selling for 18 years. I started when I was five. And <laughs> so it's been a long time in the making. Gotcha. So that's my story. And then the last thing, where do you want to take Nan, right? Because I've seen you guys, right? We've only met just now, but I, I do know a couple other brokers and I'm just always curious, like, what's the what's the end goal? So I think with Nan, I haven't really taken off the way that, I mean, we've definitely been very blessed and taken off, but I do have two little ones. I say they're little. They're not little anymore. They're 11 and 12. And before anything, I'm a mom. So I want them to get to an age where, it's not so hard if I need to travel or I'm huge on being with my family. I mean, that's mm -hmm. why I chose this career too. the, you know, the freedom, but I definitely want to take over Texas. That's mm -hmm. the goal for Nan is to take over Texas. 100%. Awesome. Mm -hmm. I like it. All right. Well, Derek, thank you so much for sharing. We really appreciate you being here. Everyone make sure to follow Derek on Instagram. Thank you so much for watching.